the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is critical that you and me know what is happening around us as Christians. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Today, Pastor Steve will be starting a study titled Knowing the Time in the first and last book of the New Testament. Let's jump right in. Well, we're going to find our text in two different places this morning, one in Matthew 24 called the Olivet Discourse, and one in the book of Revelation chapter 13. So we're going to look at the first book of the New Testament and the last book of the New Testament. And I entitled this message, Knowing the Time. Well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that we are facing a lot of problems here today. Obviously, here in America, crime is out of control. The defund the police program has completely failed, as every aspect of crime and murder has soared in this last year. Our southern border is wide open allowing millions of people to cross with many of them infected with COVID. And now COVID numbers are climbing once again as America is seeking deliverance from this global pandemic from science. And science seems to change daily as we are no better off now than we were a year ago. We have growing economic problems Rising housing costs, inflation is off the hook and soaring. Our country is $30 trillion in debt, a number that none of us can even really comprehend. Gas, this is what we can comprehend. Gas is five bucks a gallon. We comprehend that, okay? There's unrest in our world. China is flexing its muscle, inching closer to taking Taiwan back under its control. They're dominating the South China Sea. We have emboldened Iran with decreasing the pressure that was applied by the last administration. And now we have increase of civil unrest in our own country as drugs and suicide are major issues. Yes, I'm pointing out the obvious, but why do I say all of these things? Don't we hear all of this negative news all week long? I mean, shouldn't coming to church be a safe haven, giving us a break from all the negativity? Well, yes and no. See, understand, God wanted us. Who's us? It's true believers in Christ to be in the know. He wants us to know concerning the times that are dealing with the end of all time. It is critical 
that you and me as believers in Christ know what is happening around us as Christians. For God does not want us to be in the dark concerning the things that are happening about what time it is, listen, spiritually. What time is it spiritually? For God has put an incredible amount of forethought into recording future events within the pages of the Bible, recorded thousands of years ago so that we would know precisely when the end of time would be, so that we as Christians would know what spiritual time it is in relation to the second coming of Christ. Jesus, talking about the last days, said in Matthew 24, verse 12, that most people's love would grow cold. Yes, people are going to start losing heart. Do we not see that around us today? And simply, people are going to stop caring. See, the Apostle Paul expanded on what Jesus said when he said this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. He said, this is what it's going to look like. When you see humanity look like this, know that it is the end. He said in 2 Timothy 3, 1, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revelers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable. Isn't it amazing how all divorces now are what? Irreconcilable differences, yes. Irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good. They'll be treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, avoid such men as these, which you'd have to avoid about 90% of the population right now to avoid those people. But you're thinking like, wait a minute, this was written 2,000 years ago. And it's saying this is what culture and society is going to look like in the end. Notice we're told in these last days, it will be difficult. It doesn't say it might become difficult or maybe it will become a difficult time. We're told that it will be difficult. That word difficult in the original language means what you might expect it to mean. It means it'll be terrible times. It'll be distressful times. It'll be violent times. Have we ever seen violence like what we're seeing in America where our major cities, 40, 50, 60 people every single weekend are shot, many of them dying? Have we ever thought that we'd see that in our cities? This is why we see people losing heart. This is why we see alcohol and drug abuse on the rise because people are medicating the emptiness that they're experiencing with losing heart. You know, a manager at Chipotle threw a pair of scissors at a customer in Baltimore because he complained that his food was late. And then she throws scissors as he's got the video, and you can hear him saying, I'm going to have you arrested for that. Uh, Sorry, the police are going to come out and arrest her for throwing scissors at you. They're trying to hunt down people that are shooting people in the streets. It's like, this is like insane, but it's the days in which we live. 
you know, yes, with all the heartaches that surround us, people are on edge to say the least. Everything is taking a huge toll on people. Families are breaking apart. Young people are hopeless. People more than ever need to know why Jesus came. He came to redeem us. He came to buy us back. He came to give us the hope of heaven. He came to give us hope for our future. That's why God has given us so many warnings of what to look for before he comes back, before the apocalypse and the end completely comes upon the earth. Before the seven-year tribulation period even begins, God promised that he would take his own children home in what's called the rapture of the church where we will be gone, caught up to meet the Lord in the clouds. That is not the second coming. The rapture is not the second coming. The rapture is when we meet the Lord in the clouds, in the air. It comes from the Greek word rapturai. It's where we get the term being caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. Then the seven-year tribulation period will begin, and at the end of the apocalypse, the total destruction, that's when Jesus will come back at the end of that seven-year period. Well, today we're going to consider three points in light of our title, knowing the time. God wants every one of us to know exactly what is happening right now in the times in which we live. Number one, we're going to look at he will appear. Jesus Christ will appear, number one. Number two, his coming is soon. His coming is soon. And number three, look around. Look at what is around us here. Let's look at our first point, he will appear. I don't know whether they have the point wrong there. So he had that number two, it should be number one. Anyway, number one is he will appear. And so let's read together in Matthew 24, verse 29. It says here, but immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. Wow, we'll stop there for a moment. Now, this is exactly what sends chills down your spine. The sun will lose its light. What? which causes the moon to lose its light, since the moon is obviously just a reflection of the sun. This, as you know, will be a cataclysmic event. Think about it. Our whole planetary structure orbits around the sun. And now God turns the sun off. It goes dark. Wow, that is crazy. 
This is spoken in other places of the Bible. We're told in Isaiah 13, 9, it says, Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, cruel with fury and burning anger, to make the land a desolation, and he will exterminate its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not flash forth their light. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will not shed its light. Wow. These are horrific conditions to say the least. But why would God allow us to know all of these horrible things that are coming on planet earth? Why would he give us, his sons and his daughters, such great detail of what's going to happen? Is it just to give us the heebie-jeebies? Is it just to frighten us? Is it to keep us up at night where we can't sleep? No, not at all. God is giving us the details so that we, as his ministers of light, would take the truth of the gospel and share it with this unsuspecting world that's outside these doors, a world that is lost in sin, a world that is desperate in need of a savior. Because if they're not going to hear it from us, then who are they going to hear it from? Nobody. So God wants to wake us up. He wants to rattle our cages so that we will get out and be the vehicles of a voice of reason to those that are living on planet earth. Yes, it says the sun will go dark. The moon will no longer reflect light. Stars will fall from the sky. Now, when? Does all of this happen? We're told at the beginning of verse 29 at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. Now, again, the seven-year tribulation period starts when the rapture of the church comes. When's the rapture of the church happen? Well, at any moment, at any day. Today, maybe tomorrow, maybe three years from now maybe six years from now, but it's soon. All the stage is being set so that this will happen. Everything that needs to happen for the rapture to happen has already happened. There's no longer any prophetic anything that has to happen. The next big event on the prophetic calendar in the Bible is the rapture of the church. Isn't it interesting that all of a sudden we have a huge uptick in UFOs? Oh yeah, UFOs are sightings. Oh, UFOs, UFOs, because that will be one of the reasons that they'll give for all the Christians that are going to disappear. Imagine that, 500, 600 million people from around the globe, from every country, every province, every state, every every city, every little town, village, someone is going to disappear. And it will all happen simultaneously at the same millisecond. It's like it'll be daytime for some people, nighttime for other people, but around the globe at the very same moment, boom, We're gone, caught up to be with the Lord forever. And that right there starts the clock and the clock will tick for seven years and then that will end in an apocalypse which will be the total destruction of planet earth. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. You're thinking, gee, pastor, I'm so glad I came to church today. But but this is what God has told us. It's going to get better for you because you're going to be in heaven. It's going to be great for you. But we 
are not pulling ourselves out of where we're going. The trajectory of the world is doing this. It's going down and it's never going to recover. Trust me on this. Why? Because the Bible has told us. And when Jesus returns in his bodily form, it will happen after the seven-year tribulation period. And just for your info... 23 of the 27 books of the New Testament mention Jesus' second coming. So I think God wanted us to know exactly what was going to happen. And here we see Jesus appear. He's called the Son of Man. This is the name used for the Messiah out of the Old Testament book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 13. We're given many more details of this outrageous event in the book of Revelation. Let me read to you what it says in Revelation 19, verse 11. It says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and he wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire. His clothes, he's clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Remember John? John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he says in verse 14 of Revelation 19, and the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, that is you and me, following him, and we're on white horses also. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has the name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Wow. We're going to be there when that happens. That's at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. Yes, when Jesus comes back, he is going to be all business. He's not coming as the suffering Savior. He's not coming to where people are going to grab him and nail him to the cross once again. Oh, no. When Jesus comes a second time, he is coming as the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. And he is going to judge with a rod of iron. And as you can see, we are with him in the white robes. Yes, we are with him, clothed in the white linen. That is a sign, by the way, of total sinless purity because he has purified us from all of our sin. Because our sins have been washed away again We have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We've been redeemed by the death of Jesus on the cross. And as John the Baptist cried out, you remember, he said, Behold, stop, look and see. It's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Yes, many people want their sin forgiven. But how many people are willing to turn away from their sin? See, it's a, they want their sin forgiven, but are they willing to turn from their sin? Yes, asking forgiveness of God is the easy part. But for us turning from our sin, that's the hard part. But getting back to our text in verse 30, it says that all the tribes of the earth will mourn. Why are they mourning? Jesus is coming back. The sky is ripped in half. Why are they mourning? Because their worst nightmare has now become their reality. For they had embraced the Antichrist. When Christ comes back, the only people that are left are those who have received the mark of the beast. And their destiny is now hell and there's no way out. And so when they see Christ, they are just shocked. 
and their nightmare is their reality. For again, they embrace the Antichrist. They embrace his world order, and they are now watching an end to his short-lived dynasty. It must have been the same for the original angels in heaven that chose to side with the devil in heaven. And Satan tried to lift himself up above God before the creation of man. We're told in Revelation chapter 12 that Satan took one third of the angels in heaven in that mutiny attempt with him and they were all cast to the earth. I wonder what those angels thought when their plan had failed to uproot God and God kicked them out of heaven. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like a lightning bolt out of heaven. Yes, one day those angels were in heaven. The next day they were cast to the earth and they have all been awaiting judgment ever since. Well, there's coming a day when Jesus is going to again to split the sky in half and he will enter with great power and glory for he is the king of kings he is the lord of lords and who are these in verse 31 that the angels gathered from the four winds which is the four corners of the world east west north south Moses talked about them in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 3. He says, God will restore you from captivity and will gather you again from the ends of the earth. From there, the Lord your God will gather you. So this could be God's chosen people who have somehow hidden, somehow survived all the plagues of the seven-year tribulation period. Well, we'll know for sure on that day because we'll be there. Because again, we were going to return with the Lord on that day. But that brings up our second point. His coming is soon. Let's read what it says here in Matthew 24, verse 32, out of the Olivet Discourse. It says, now Jesus says, learn the parable of the fig tree. Now, when Jesus tells you to learn something, what do you think we're supposed to do? Let's learn something, right? He says, learn the parable from the fig tree when its branch has already become tender and it puts forth its leaves you know that summer is near so you too when you see all these things recognize that he is near he is right at the door truly say to you this generation will not pass away the generation of what that learns the parable from the fig tree will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, they will not pass away. Oh, God says something, oh, you can take it to the bank. It's going to happen, okay? So now Jesus answers a question before the disciples can ask it, okay? Because they're already asking these things. What started the Olivet Discourse, what started Matthew 24 was what? They were coming out of the temple. Oh, look at the temple. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's like, it's so wonderful. It's like, it's like, so he was already answering questions. Like, when is all this going to happen? Like the whole Matthew chapter 24 is saying, look, when you see all this destruction happening on planet earth, know that my coming is near. He says, so Jesus gives us a parable. Now, remember, what is a parable? A parable is a earthly story yet it has a heavenly or a spiritual meaning. Now, the best way to unlock 
the meaning of this particular parable is by using the best commentary that is available to us in the Bible, which just happens to be the Bible. The Bible is the best commentary for the Bible. Know this, the fig tree represents Israel. In Matthew 21, Jesus cursed a fig tree. Now, why did he curse the fig tree? Because it had no fruit on it. A fig tree is there to do what? Make figs. So this particular fig tree didn't have any figs on it in Matthew 21. So Jesus cursed the fig tree. That was a symbolic reference to the nation of Israel. Why? How? Well, back in the Old Testament book of Hosea, chapter 9, verse 10, God looked at the forefathers as fruit on the fig tree. So all the prophets, all the forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all of the forefathers were to have fruits for the land of Israel. Remember what the calling of Abraham was? Yes, when God first called him in Genesis chapter 12, when he first pulled him out of the land of the Chaldeans, he said, what? He goes, I'm going to take you and I'm going to do what? I'm going to make you a nation. And then you're going to be the bearers of light to what? All the nations of the world. That's all the time we have for this message. Join us next time for part two of this study titled Knowing the Time. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.